0: Welcome to Ink and Pete, a podcast where memoir and Ireland share the stage. We talk with authors, guides, ghostwriters, and other free spirits drawn to memoir or enchanted by Ireland. I'm Barb Robitaille.
1: And I'm Craig Stewart.
0: Liz Keene wears many hats. To say she is the owner and manager of the old deanery holiday cottages is only part of her story. To be completely honest, Liz is the reason we chose Kalala for our memoir tour's home base. From the instant we met Liz, we felt welcome, as though we'd known her for years, and that she was welcoming us home. Thoughtful, caring, with a sharp wit, Liz lights up a room, And makes you feel you do the same. That's her magic. We chatted with Liz about the old deanery, Kalala, and memorable moments in the cottages. And she assures us that the turf fire will be on to greet us in September. And we can hardly wait, right? We can hardly wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Counting the days. Though I love being around Liz. She always makes me laugh. Every time. Yeah. And the cottages... I mean, it does feel like a home away from home.
0: Uh, it, it really does. She makes them feel uh, welcoming. She goes the extra mile to greet you when you arrive to have your fire burning. If she knows your plans for the day Yeah, and she knows approximately when you're going to be home and you've been out walking or hiking or biking, you walk into the cottage and there's the fire going. It's like a surprise every time. And yet I should be used to it, but it's such a wonderful gesture.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. And you feel so at home and so welcome. Yeah. When I think of all the numbers of times she's walked up and down the stairs, carrying bags of turf on her phone, Uh running down
0: someone. She's always doing six different things at once.
1: Yeah. She sort of multitasking doesn't even come close
0: yeah no it really doesn't to just to describe how all the things she manages and she'd have those ten thousand steps in in an hour
1: forget it (laughs) yeah exactly and she keeps a really chipper positive wonderful outlook always always yeah yeah that's liz that's right
0: well now i would say it's time to put the kettle on and have a listen to liz keen
1: Liz Keene, it's so great to see you. Welcome to our little show.
2: It's great to see you guys too. And thank you for inviting me.
1: We want to share with our people what your cottages are all about. It's kind of, they can see the pictures, but they don't really know the history of the cottages. Can you give us a little background?
2: Sure. Um, I, uh, my parents, um, I suppose it was a pre-re- pre-retirement kind of dream for them to move home to Ireland. They lived in the UK for over 25 years. And so they bought a few little places in Kalala and the deanery site came up, which uh, the deanery probably would be the oldest um, habitable house in in Kalala. And it was owned up until 1979 by the Church of Ireland. Um, uh, So my dad went up. On for on the market, and my dad bought it through the Church of Ireland in Dublin. But uh, I'd say if he had to went locally to purchase it, he would have never got it because, um, you know, I'd say there was a lot of local interest if they knew, you know. So he um, bought it in 1979. We moved there in 1980, and they just uh, filmed. The Year of the French. It was a film about the French landing in Kalala in 1798. And they filmed that and they used our house as the Bishop's Palace. And uh, uh, all the props were still around the place and uh, it was very exciting. I was uh, nine, eight years old and moved from a big town in, in the UK. And this was like a big adventure. So um, Kalala was very sleepy. We had windy up phones with handles like this. And, and right. our telephone number was Kalala 105. And anytime you'd make a phone call, you could hear the operator listening in. Um, <laughs> that, right. So my dad made up amazing stories to shock the whole of the, the little village. <laughs> in and uh, So uh, we were the first, um, Board for, tourist board approved or Fall to Ireland approved holiday homes that were privately owned um, in Ireland and uh, they were they won an architectural award and an oldashke award that's an environmental award for their design um, a year after the colleges were built unfortunately my dad uh, was he was 48 he died and um, so it just left me and mammy to Um, run the cottages and so we did that together until I went off to college at 17 and I came back home with two boys in tow and a husband and one more little boy came two years later and um, we renovated the cottages we developed the creative center in what used to be the old coach house and stables of the old deanery and um So now I run the colleges, there's eight of them, and the Creative Centre, we put on lots of events, and there's lots of uh, great courses, like the memoir course that you guys have put together. And, yeah, so it's kind of brought another element to the old deanery. You know, before it would have been for uh, self-catering holidays for a lot of families. We'd get a lot of Germans, French, and... Um, some Americans, but now we've got a lot more Americans coming home doing family reunions, they use the creative center for events, so they're meeting diaspora or people that they've never even met, Um, they're tracing their family histories and uh, having get-togethers in the creative center and uh, yeah it's been used for a whole range of things now, so yeah it's all good.
0: It is all good, Liz. You do an amazing job of holding the space and the hospitality for all the people that come through the cottages and to find their way to your doorstep as well. I remember when we first met you and we rolled into Kalala and uh, you were getting out of your car down by the cottages. And the backseat was filled with sheets and blankets and pillows and and you, you were you were going six different directions at once. And you were so you dropped everything to talk to us. And you were talking about having been up most of the night because you had taken one of the cottage guests had a health issue and you had driven him to the hospital. We were supposed to take the cottage that they were in. And so you, do you remember this? Yeah. And you didn't want to move him because he needed to rest and be stable and in a, didn't want to uproot him when he wasn't feeling quite right yet. So you relocated us. But it was at that moment that I knew this was the place for us to be for so many reasons. But one of them is that you put that individual's well being front and center and adjusted everything around to provide for him what he needed and I knew that you would be the perfect host for us and for the people we want to bring to Kalala so I
2: there there are there are um uh there's never a dull moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) right that's right Uh, we're lucky to have the doctor on on speed dial as well he's a good (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah at least there haven't been any deaths yet thank god Uh, not good (laughs) a few wedding proposals um yeah and a few engagements and um a few conceptions of children we have a french family and uh their little daughter their second daughter is called erin and uh she was conceived in november of of like <laughs> two years ago and then they came back last year with aaron and matilda Matilda's a good friend of coon's oh. uh, yeah so they, they've been here about five times now and the first time they came actually there was no house for them i had to get them a house oh the, the agent hadn't booked them in so there was no reservation for them and they come from france so i got them a house with Martina mikhail and they um the little girl Matilda came to all that we drop in art classes in the creative centre. She came to them, and Dennis brought them out foraging, and uh, we just became friends. And then they've been coming back ever since. So yeah, Erin is Ireland, obviously, <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, she's a beautiful little girl as well. So yeah, all is good in the end, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: always <laughs> oh, yeah
0: yeah well you've done such a a wonderful job of creating a place that people want to come back to and that people take home in their hearts um, and, and the memories are there forever so it's a wonderful legacy that I was in a dream of your father's and that you've been carrying on all these years since well, and it's, I
2: thought- I've tried I've tried you know he was very hospitable guy and uh, he was a hotelier himself so he would have I and mean, he probably had a lot more knowledge and um than I have but you know I, I suppose I'm trying and yeah yeah what I wanted to create is a home away from home and that even in the winter <clears throat> you could go out into the wilds because it's beautiful out on the bay and wild and um, and wrap up warm, and then come back to your home, your cozy cottage with
1: your fire. And, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of fires, you uh, we got to stay in cottage three for a while with you, and had uh, experienced the the coziness of the turf fire. Now, a lot of our people have yet to experience what a turf fire is. You cut turf for your for your cottages, yeah. yeah we do. Talk to um, us a little bit about the turf.
2: We haven't brought it home yet, but so. We get a machine, it used to be cut traditionally by um, a spade, a turf spade, and the men used to cut it with a turf spade out in the bogs and it was thrown up then onto the bank to dry. But now it's cut by a machine. We go out and we turn the turf on the other side so it's like sunbathing on the other side to dry it. (laughs) And then you stack it in wigwams so that air goes through it and um, you let it dry like that for about two weeks. We have to do that stage now still because it was a bit rainy here for the last while, and we didn't get out. So next week, is our, that's our job. And then hopefully two weeks after that, we'll be bringing it home. So we'll have plenty of turf for you guys when you're all <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> good,
1: good, good. good. Um, you, you also mentioned that you have been having a wedding. You've had your first wedding there, yeah? yeah.
2: Two weeks ago, um, uh, two guys that were actually originally from Killala, one was a girl from Lacken, a guy from Killala, and they met in college in, in Sligo, uh, no, in Galway, 14 years ago, so they were, I think, first loves, and uh, they're both now living in Glasgow, uh, one of them doing a PhD, the other working, and uh, they decided to come home, they did their... Um what you will call it there's their legal stuff in um glasgow their their the paperwork, but then they came home and had a marriage ceremony in the creative center and outside and there was a lovely marquee and they put, did their own twists on a, a festival wedding, so they had a wedstock sign <laughs> they had uh, wristbands and uh, Catherine and Nikki's wedding at Wedstock, and uh, they a lot. The groom and all his friends play in bands, so they provided their own music. And um, the family came the day before and helped them do, decorate everywhere and um, lights and bunting. It was a, a street truck that did gourmet food, and an ice cream van rolled up at half nine with, with dessert. And a good old Irish bar had to be in the, in the uh, back. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So it was. It was lovely.
1: Your history with Killala goes decades back, even though you're very young yourself. Your family goes back. What would you say, since the fishing port sort of was, at one point it was thriving, and now it's less so because of the European Union, it sounds like, what have you noticed in changes in, in the last, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years in terms of people coming? You, you mentioned it's more uh, the diaspora, the Irish diaspora is coming home and meeting people they haven't seen before. Are you seeing that more and more from um,
2: – Yeah, but the older markets are coming back as well. Fishing is getting better. Maybe not on the commercial level in Killala, but uh, for leisure. Um, the sea fishing is very good this year sea trout is very good um yeah i think more people are are coming back to the old ways as well and trying to spend time together as family yeah family's becoming important again i think and uh, trying to trace your roots i suppose and where you belong um you know and um I think that's important. And, you know, all the guests that we have in at the moment, they're all, I was just saying to my mum, they're all lovely. And they're all just wanting to spend quality time together. Like, they don't care if the telly's working or um, they're down there playing cards, board games, um, you know, spending time together out on the beach, uh, barbecuing outside, hiring the bikes, going out with Dennis. You know, so it's all about exploring. but doing it all together and having fun together, experiences that they've probably never had before. That maybe we took for granted years ago because they don't have that time. People are working so hard, and you know, even tonight I was down with guests, and he was saying to me, "Oh, the the kids were reading," and I was, "Oh, it's great to see them reading." And you know, I was talking about my kids reading, and they were saying, "Um." Yeah, they, the two parents loved reading, but they don't get time to do it anymore. And I said, I suppose you're working so hard that you only get an hour or so for yourselves anyway in the evening to spend time together. So, you don't that time that you would be reading, you leave because it's precious time for you as a couple. And they agreed. Mm-hmm. So I suppose it's just how things are changing a bit, you know? Yeah. Liz, you take so much time tending
0: to every, everyone in your own family and all the people that are in the cottages as your guests. What do you do to find your comfort, your, your downtime? You probably don't have very much of it, but what, what feeds your soul?
2: Um, I suppose meeting people like you guys, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a treat. You laugh, but it's a treat. Uh, yeah. Uh, you brought me so much. Uh, meeting you, spending time with you. And, yeah, it's... And, of course, as Cohen says, and what about me and the kids? And, but, uh, yeah. Um, like, yeah, other than that, at the moment, I suppose are so busy, you kind of get up, you do your thing, and you're going to to people and working, and you don't really stop until you go to bed. And it's like, oh, I'm too tired to do anything but sleep now. But I suppose I like to go to the beach, I like to get in touch with Nate, whenever I get a chance, you know, a nice walk. I started doing a bit of running again, but um, it's sporadic, yeah. Um, bit of yoga now and again as well but yeah i don't i suppose i don't um other than yeah i think it's other people interaction with other people is a buzz for me
0: i always look forward to your posts you often take a picture when the sun's coming up in the morning i know that you're up so early but that view from your front door is absolutely spectacular,
2: and it changes all the time. You know, so you have to kind of when you get up in the morning and you might be a bit like, "Oh, another day," and you look out the window or you look out the door. You just have to thank God and say, "Look, you know, it's not that bad. Look what <laughs> you yeah. know." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: You know, you mentioned that you started running. I think if you counted, you'd probably be shocked if you counted how many times you go up and down your stairs down to the cottages, you'd give up running. You'd just say, hey, I don't need to run. Let's forget this.
2: <laughs> might come a day that I won't be running up and down the stairs anymore, so i will have to do something else. I'll be, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the cottages, you say, uh, want to design for the environmental...
2: Antashka are an environmental agency, environmental design agency, I suppose. And uh, the colleges won uh, an award for their design. I suppose that they haven't impacted on the environment as in they've enhanced it in a way. Um, they blend into to the skyline of Kalala and um, I think they're part of it now. Even though there's a 10th century round tower sitting at the back of them and they're fairly modern looking, they seem to all sit in well together, which is. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: they do. That's one that they're just a nice little nest of, of cottages. Yeah.
2: And uh, There's a view of the bay from every, every um, dining table in every living room. So that was a good, a good, uh, the architect made, uh, I think he did a good job designing them. Um, He really thought about the aspect and about how people were going to, be when they were in the colleges and it was a hard sight because it's on a hill and he had to move them around and, you know, so we did well. Yeah, lovely.
0: Uh, Liz, it's so good to talk with you today and um, counting the days till we uh, see you in September.
2: Likewise. And I'll have the fire lit bar.
0: <gasps> Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: wonderful. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Thanks for listening to Ink and Pete, a production of Memoir Tours Ireland. You can learn more about Memoir Tours and find other podcasts on our website, MemoirTours.com. And we'd love to know if you have ideas
1: for shows or requests. We'd love to hear from you. Contact Craig or Barb at MemoirTours.com.
0: Until next time, may you find joy where you least expect it.